Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. (laughs) Keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm a bridesmaid and I'm a cancer. And this is a story about how Stasi pissed herself in the streets of the Upper East Side. Entering. Can I pause? No! See, this is a podcast in itself. That's one podcast. Like, that's the entire podcast is that from the entrance. Do I need a shot? Let's do a shot. No, it's not. We're getting through the fucking podcast. I'm like, I'm too sober for this. They're going to hear it on the podcast. And that's how the real podcast went down because that is what my group of friends are and I freaking love them for it. The episode was so fun to edit. Um, It doesn't all sound like that. A lot of it is storytelling and passing of the mic and it's really just such an exciting episode to relive some of these stories with my best closest friends that are in my bridal party. I couldn't ask for better ones. Um, reminiscing through these stories and whatnot that were some questions that were narrowed down by ones that were thrown at me on Instagram. And we cover a little bit of ground with each person. So you're going to get to understand like our first connections. You'll get to understand um, embarrassing Stasi stories, including P stories. Um, You'll get to understand a little bit more of the intimacy of me and my friends, and then also um, some of the moments that they thought that they realized that Doug was the one for me or when their first impressions of Doug. So that was really fun. I'm going to dive in because this episode is just silly and goofy. And um, if you're new to the show, though, I don't always do bridal podcasts, but it is always about self-care as the background. And as I'm getting ready for my wedding, I'm under six weeks now, friends. So I'm under six weeks. I'm about two and a half-ish weeks in my new house. So life is a little chaotic right now. I'm at the end of my fiscal year for work, so it works crazy. Um, But I still love doing this podcast. It's definitely, this is self-care for me, especially these intimate ones with some of my closest friends, um, my closest friends actually. And I love that I get to come back here. So if you are new to the show, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you think the show's funny and you want to pass along this episode since it's it's such a fun like pass the mic kind of episode, please do share it with others. And if you haven't done so already, leave me that five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You just have to scroll down to the bottom of your screen. If you're listening to the show, go to see the show, scroll all the way down past all my episodes, and then that's where you can give the five stars and then leave me a review. It means so much to me that you do that, and it means so much to me if you're one of those people that comes back each and every week, and if you're one of those people that shares the show with others, I really, truly appreciate you. One thing that I do want to say, though, is if there's any questions you have about this episode specifically, please send me a DM because it's so much fun to reminisce about some of these stories. But be sure to hang on through because there's a moment where we kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent. Be sure to hang through because at the end, everyone will tell you what they feel about Douglas and it's just perfect. So without further ado, let me let all my friends introduce themselves to you and I love them all so dearly. Let's welcome to the show my entire bridal party. Can you get the crackle of the fire? You're going to hear it. It's going to happen for some people. If there's like any noise, you'll, you'll, you'll hear it. So first of all, we'll go around the room and then we'll go through the four questions and each person will answer them individually and you guys will all be here for it. So first on the list, we have David. Hi, stars. How's it going? What's the questions? Just literally say your, say name. your name. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Do the order of 
I hope this makes the bloopers. Hey guys, it's David Michael Bevis. Chelsea. Hello. <laughs> uh, Jessica, maid of honor. <laughs> it's Tina. It's Jenna, bridesmaid. <laughs> I'm Mandy, bridesmaid. See, now y'all want to do the bridesmaid. <laughs> hey, I'm Robert, bridesman. <laughs> So the first question, because I feel like this will start the buffer, is what was either A, your first impression of me, or B, or B, your the first time you met me? So it can be a story of either the first impression or the first time you met me. It has to be like the very first. I feel like each of you have an individual first story. Hey guys, it's David, <laughs> man of honor. <laughs> So the first time that I got to witness the fabulous Anastasia Albert in person for the first time was on the Memphis tour. So we had an injury in the cast and it was a really somber morning. She was departing in a wheelchair, the injured cast member. We knew we were getting a replacement on the tour, but we didn't know what to expect. So at noon, we were all told to meet in the lobby. We go downstairs. People are crying. There's cards and gifts. It's I'm talking somber moment with 25 musical theater actors. And we turn around and this, the glass automatic doors open. And Anastasia proudly stomps in with five suitcases two carry-ons and a big pink backpack <laughs> smiling waving hi guys i'm anastasia i'm so happy to be joining the tour as they're wheeling the injured cast member out it's a moment i'll never forget and i'm so thankful that she joined the tour and we got to meet hi I'm Chelsea. It's not on. Okay, talk again. Hello. Yeah, you're on. Am I projecting enough? Yeah, I'm gonna turn you up just a tiny bit, just so that. Because uh, you're you're very um. What, what is it from the SNL? What? That is uh, like Molly Shannon and what's her face? Yeah. Amy Gasser. Oh, like and the, the their did. skit. Yes. <laughs> Hello. You're doing that. NPR vibes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. Hi, let's talk about chestnuts. Welcome today. to NPR. <laughs> NPR I don't have a very vivid memory, but I do remember thinking when I met you in rehearsal for Mary Poppins back in 2013? 2012? 13, yeah. 13? Why is this bitch so happy? <laughs> <laughs> And then next thing I knew, we were at, uh, what's the bar? Maggie? No. What's the Irish bar we went to for St. Patty's Day? Oh, Annie Bailey's. Annie Bailey's. And then that turned into <laughs> my family came out from California to see the show. Mm -hmm. And they stayed at the Cork Factory Hotel with us. My grandmother, my parents... And Stasi invited herself over in between shows, I think. Mm -hmm. And we ended up sitting on the bed with my grandmother. And it was like a back and forth questionnaire. And my family fell in love with you. And they've been in love with you ever since. And you have been in, the, in a handful of friends I've met in my adult life that showed genuine interest in getting to know me. And at the time, I thought I hadn't met my quota for best friends. Like, I had them since I was either 26 or 15 years old. And I was like, I, I have enough friends. I have enough best friends. And you were like, no. Hey, here I am. And yeah, you just like, you kept chipping away at me when I thought, when I, thought I was good. And then I didn't know I wasn't good until... We became best friends, and it was the best 
the best little moment in my universe. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hey. <laughs> so actually, like, I think my story is similar but opposite than yours as well. Um, it was, <laughs> of course, we were doing Legally Blonde, <laughs> the perfect Stasi show. Um, we met and our characters played best friends. And I do remember we were just, I think it was a music rehearsal and we just had music stands and you looked at me and I looked at you and she's like, oh, we're going to be best friends. <laughs> like, and it was just, it was one of those things is like Stasi kind of makes that decision and, and, and you go with it. Just like David said with with his story and yours, I think Stasi just like makes a decision and she goes for it and you're like, and you get along with the ride and you can't, how can you say no? But my story is kind of opposite where like, I feel like my entire life I've been searching for that kind of best friend and, and I didn't think it could happen. I just, it, it, it felt like I'd never have that, and then you came into my life and just mm. filled, filled that in in a way that I had never experienced before, which was really special. Mm. I love you all. Like this is honestly such a treat for me. I'm so like, not now because you guys can't get all like, your individual speeches. So this is like my version of getting you guys to get all the individual oh. speeches. <laughs> That's kind of how I did it. <laughs> Similarly, obviously, um, meeting on a show and meeting new people on a show is such an adventure. You never know the mixed bag that you will receive the first day of rehearsal. And it's really rare to find friends that stick around past a show. I think that's one thing that we've learned in our community so different than any other job um, in that respect is we meet this group and you become like a sister, a long lost best friend. You feel like you've known somebody your whole life in the matter of, you know, a week of rehearsal because you've been in the same room with iridescent lighting for 60 hours. And it that's how we met in Lancaster and Stasi being the local legend there that's my first memory and I was you know the first time leading a bigger show where I felt so insecure because I'm not a big dancer and it's such a beast to do anything goes and to have someone so positive around you is so wonderful because there's there were you know negative people that would sometimes troll me and I'd be like I'm trying <laughs> um but yeah I think just to echo what everyone says it's just you have such a positive presence and once you see that and we're so lucky if we ever get that on a show in those you know few months that we're together it's just so wonderful to have you still you know Eight years later, nine years later at this point, it's very wild. Anyway, yeah. that's my first one. Jenna. I can't wait. Hello. Jenna, bridesmaid. <laughs> um, I will say I don't have like a very specific first memory, but I will say the first time I met Anastasia was my freshman year of high school. And I met her through Mandy when we met in our gym course orchestra band um, class. And Mandy brought me over to the lunch table, which is where Anastasia was. And I almost felt like that was like the moment like where I was like first included like I knew I was in the crew as soon as I met Anastasia like I knew that my entire high school experience would be okay because I was with her and like I was on the right side like I just felt like it like from that day on and um, Anastasia's 
you know, mom's house was like right next to the high school. Mm -hmm. So it quickly became like our after school hangout. And I do remember it was my very first experience having a fancy cocktail, um, you know, underage was, it was a pina colada and I will never forget it. Anastasia like poured her mom's like bottle and put, put water in the amount that we took like, and like. She knew exactly how to blend it and, like, made it, like, perfectly. And we were all having, like, pina coladas around the house before my, like, dad picked me up later. And and I was wasted. And it was so much fun. And I, yeah, that was, like, my, quickly my first impression of, like, becoming best friends with Anastasia. And... We've been having fancy cocktails and brunching ever since. Not any. We don't, we don't drink pina coladas Wait, anymore, though. No oh, pina coladas. Oh, now no. we've upgraded oh, to wine. I was really, I was really into pina coladas. <laughs> you were How old were you? How were you? I thought we just did like oh, Minute like, Maid and like vodka. Was it pina coladas? I swear it was pina coladas. It must. I think it was pina coladas. It was like a mixer. I thought he was going to go. I thought he was. I thought you were going to say Twister and vodka because I was thinking just Twister and vodka. I remember it was pina coladas. Knowing you always had Twister at your house, which is foul. Like, did they even make that anymore? I don't. I don't drink it. It was great. No. No, like Twister. Drink. Twister. I have played a game of white rage Twister. <laughs> what? Oh, what is that? My stepbrothers drank it. My it was like um like, like high C, but way more high fructose corn sugar. Yeah. <laughs> it was not cute, but we did have a lot. Yes, we did. I we did. Saying, so I forgot we did have. No, we did do pina coladas. So I would go on cruise trips and I would go to vacation trips and we would have pina coladas and we got my mom was like, oh, I'll get the pina colada mix and she had Malibu at home all the time and I was like, we're making pina coladas. Yeah. That's what that was. Oh, that's so good. I'm such an idiot. I'm 14 years old. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, you didn't tell your age, did you? Mm-hmm. Don't you tell your age. I Don't worry about it. I said I'm not. You're just talking to us. No one's going to come for you. Except for maybe Kelly Dentine because we put water in her liquor. A lot of water in her liquor. Okay. Um, I feel like I know the story you're about to tell, but I'm curious. So I'm sitting back. I have so many. It's so weird. Okay. So I'm Mandy, and I'm I'm actually probably your oldest, oldest friend. I'm your oldest friend. So I met Stoss in a van. Okay, this actually sounds kind of creepy. Sorry. Um, so no, no, no. Okay, background, quick history. I went to a private school. I went to St. Anne's, and she went to it in Lancaster, and she went to another private school, which is St. Leo's in Lancaster. And we there was an organization. It was like an after-school program called Kid Sports. It's not around anymore that I know of. And they had a van that would pick you up from school and take you to this after-school program where you would play and do whatever, and then your parents would pick you up. So. I was, they went to St. Anne's and picked my brother and I up. My brother and I are only 13 months apart. And then they would come and pick the St. Leo, the kids at St. Leo up. So that's how I met Anastasia, probably when I was around seven or eight years old. And again, my brother was probably six, five or six. And she was she chewing gum in her mouth and her mouth, she talked a lot. She was talking a lot, and she was chewing this gum, and she offered it to myself and my brother, and she was like, I'm going to teach you guys how to blow a bubble, so she chewed this gum and was talking the entire time as she was chewing it, and taught me how to blow a bubble, and that is, that's pretty much how our friendship started, Um, so and it was crazy because I then stopped going to private school. She continued to go to St. Leo, but I then went to another school where we no longer did this after-school program. We actually went to the after-school program that was at this public school that we went back into. 
And it was probably a couple of years later, I was in the office, like the office of my dance studio. And I was getting fitted for costumes. It was that time of year. And Anastasia was there getting fitted for costumes as well. And her voice was distinct and her face and everything about her was so distinct that she was getting fitted for like a Frosty the Snowman costume. And I believe she, I believe she hated every minute of it because she was Frosty the Snowman. And immediately I was in the office with her and I was like, I know this girl. Like I know that I met this girl before. And probably about a year or two later, we both tried out for our company at that same studio and we both got it. And we obviously became like instant best friends just being on like in the company together. And then maybe a year or two later, I was told by my parents I had to move school districts because they built in a completely different school district that I grew up in. And she was going to that school district as well. So we are, I was going to start my freshman year there. She was already there a year. She was a sophomore, so she's a year ahead of me. And we went to the same high school together where we were in chorus. I was horrible. She was real good. And I <laughs> pretended like I did the best that I could do. Um, and it was just so fun. So the friends that I met, obviously, I introduced to her. Her friends, she introduced to me. And it was, I mean, between dance and being in high school together, um, she probably, in general, is my longest, like, my, my longest friendship I've ever had. And I am not someone that, you know – does the greatest job at retaining friendships. I'm a person that I don't follow up on people, but she is someone that no matter where we are, she was all across the country. I pretty much stayed on the East Coast for the most part, and we just pick up where we leave off. And now she's living back in Lancaster, and she's getting married to the love of her life. And we, I mean, we absolutely love Doug, my husband and I, and we hang out with them. We try to do it like on a weekly, bi-weekly basis and see them. And it's, it's just like wonderful that we're all back together again. So yeah, that's my story. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I know I have known you for so long. Yeah. Like, so, it's so crazy. My first impression of Stas was merely a name, Anastasia. I heard it just, <laughs> I met Anastasia <laughs> through the maid of honor, Jessica, um, who, they're, they're best friends, you know? So I was like, oh, who's this girl that I must know? She has such a fabulous name. And I would like pick up on, <laughs> I would pick up on conversations that Jess would have with Anastasia and be like, oh, these girls have so much fun. I want in on this. So I was like, <laughs> and um, so when Jess and I, Maid of Honor, were doing a show together, that's how we met. Legally Blonde. Um, that's how I knew of Anastasia. And I didn't actually get to meet her until months later. But we started to like become friends over the phone and like over texting before we had even met. So she would like, ran we would randomly call yeah. each other like really? when I was driving, like we hadn't even met before, oh but I, like we became friends before we even saw each other in person. Like <laughs> Literally, yeah. it was. <laughs> and so then um, I finally like moved to, well, no, it was a year before I moved to the big city. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. I was like, this is my trip before. And I was like, what's this city about? You have to also say your I'm, age. Oh. Your age when we met. I was a baby. I was probably 19. Yes, or okay. when when did we do this show here? It was I mean, like, you were a kid. I was like yeah, seven, you were, you were 18, 19. Um, but then when we finally met in person, it was when I was coming to visit on a trip. And I just like, I, I was with Jess and we're like, oh, we're going to go meet Stas. And I was like, we're finally meeting her. <laughs> and she was across the street. And what was she wearing? Of course, a big old poofy jacket down to her toes. <laughs> and she had the Eskimo hood on. <laughs> and she was just came sprinting across the street. <gasps> <laughs> giving me a big old hug and it was just like that's the vibe <laughs> and we've just been friends since and I just love you so much I just yeah I love you guys that's that's how we met
and it's been, in Harlem. In, in Harlem, Harlem, on, on the like a, of Harlem, yeah. by the Harlem Tavern. Yeah, mm-hmm. right that's where it was. Every time you guys go in front of, or I think you're about by it. Harlem Tavern, you're like, this is where I met Anastasia. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's, <laughs> <laughs> the location Perfect. sticks in my brain. The location sticks. <laughs> okay, question number two is. What is your favorite Stasi story? And I know you all have one. I know you all have more than one. But, like, pick one story. You're allowed to totally rip me apart on social. I don't even care. Like, you're allowed to tell the pee story. I know you want to. <laughs> Whatever story it needs to be, you can tell the story. But, like, put me under the microfo- micro- microphone. Microscope. <laughs> microphone. We're, we're doing it doesn't need to be a roast, but I just know that Chelsea really wants to tell the pee story. And I was letting her give the her pee story. It's so relatable. Yeah. I know it. I it doesn't have to be about, but you guys, I've been with you so many times. I definitely have embarrassing I moments. I yeah, I just can't think or of whatever. one story. Like, it's, I have one. Pick up one. Just think of one and like, just go with it. I go with your gut. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robert and I'm a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but this is literally my life all the time. It's always like that. Oh. Hi, I'm Robert. I'm a bridesman. Leo here. <laughs> um, so Stas and I one time. I don't remember. Maybe we were on the way to the show. Maybe we were on a way to a bar. Who knows? We were in Times Square. And what did we see but someone selling comedy tickets? And, <laughs> and of course... <laughs> Stas and I, being maybe drunk, mm-hmm. we decided to also start selling comedy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and we had like a piece of paper in our pocket that was like a receipt. <laughs> and and we, would, <laughs> we would go up to people and be like, comedy show, comedy show. <laughs> you want to do a comedy show? Comedy show. <laughs> and we just would hand them <laughs> random pieces of paper <laughs> that we were in our pocket. <laughs> It was fun. Comedy show, comedy show. You want to go? Do you like comedy? That's my story. I like that one. You know which one I'm about to tell. Hi, I'm Jenna, bridesmaid, Capricorn. So, one of my best memories of Anastasia. I don't know if I would say best, but one that I will never forget is Anastasia ruining my hair. (laughs) And let me just premise this by saying that our high school hairstyles were all the same. Like me, Anastasia, Mandy all had really curly gel waves scrunched with a diffuser, if you know what I'm talking about, and straightened bangs. Mine in particular were like extra long. They were straightened. They were like very like over my eyebrows. And one day I happened to like mention that I needed them trimmed. Anastasia, you know, at our after school hangout house was like, oh, I trim mine all the time. And it's so easy. And I'm like, oh, like, so you could do this for me? She's like, yeah, absolutely. I got you, girl. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, <laughs> she gives me like a little hand mirror, like I'm like in a shop. And she has scissors in her hand and she decides to like start trimming like but she like seems to be a professional because she's like feather trimming them almost. It wasn't straight across. So I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, this looks looks good. And then I put down the mirror. My biggest mistake. Stasi goes scissor happy and she fucking cuts my bangs like straight in the middle of my forehead and I look back in the mirror and I'm like about to cry and 
Stasi just instantly says, oh, it doesn't look that bad. And then Mandy looks at me and was like, you look like a man. And that was her first comment to me. And so then I like instantly like stayed home the next day from school and went to my aunt who happened to be a hairdresser and she literally had to cut my hair from more on top of my head to bring over the bangs that Anastasia cut for me to like recover it just so I could show my face at school the next day. So... It's still, the question still stands if Anastasia truly was out to ruin me. <laughs> but I, I, do, I do believe that she didn't. It was just, you know, a scissor happy moment. I got really nervous and kept going. But I'll just end with I really love you, Sass. No, and I don't, it. it's a good story. yeah, I don't take any, any harm in this. It's a great story. I love it. <laughs> Jessica, she, her, ma uh, maid of honor, Pisces, with a, uh, a Aries sun and a Scorpio moon. <laughs> so going back on to Stas and uh, me meeting uh, on uh, the like the first day of rehearsal and Stas very much deciding that we would be best friends the first day. <laughs> we're we're you we are going to be best friends. It's like okay, I'm uh, on board. Um, we had a full music day of rehearsal and we both leave um, and I walk to my car and I try and unlock it and my key is not working. And I'm like, what the, why is my car not unlocking? And, and I find out that Stas and I drive the same exact car <laughs> with this like black Volvo yeah, S. She knows S seventy. And uh, hers was a ninety eight. Mine was a ninety seven. For but but for purposes of the story, we drove the exact same car, and that kind of solidified the the best friendship uh, um, that continued on till this day. Um, but this goes into this little uh, the bachelorette that we're having right now. Um, Easter is, well, who knows when this podcast comes out, but Easter is next week. So we kind of talked a little bit about baskets or whatever separately. Um, and, uh, we had talked about, uh, me and David had talked about getting, maybe getting you a little basket. And so I, I searched online. I'm like, oh, I'll get a little personalized basket. Oh, this one looks like stars. Like, <laughs> like this says, Stas completely. I'll do this little personalized basket for Stas. And I come to the bachelorette party late, a day late, and all of a sudden in the shared group of photos, Stas has gotten a basket for every single one of her uh, bride's party. Is that the right term for it? Bride, bridal party. <laughs> she gets a basket. For every single one of her bridal party, I see these pictures, and it is the same exact personalized basket that I got her. It would just like, it felt like the car all over again. Of like, how is this possible? And just that, I mean that that goes well. This is this is correct. This lines up. This is why we we are best friends. <laughs> Chelsea, bridesmaid. Cancer. So Stasi peed herself in the middle of the street on Upper East Side one time, and let me tell you can about we all it. Tell a Stasi pee story. Like, should we just go around the room and tell a Stasi pee story? <laughs> Wait, you have one too? Yes, let's go. You go, you go, you go. Is this another podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, I feel like podcast. that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Stasi. <laughs> I thought I was special. No, not your 
Chelsea is so ready to tell her so story. So Stasi pissed herself in the middle of the Upper East Side. Yeah, so story time. Stasi and I went out for a quiet night at the movies. And we ended up at a dive bar full of finance bros on the Upper East Side. End of summer. Just lots of street side smoking and drinking and... Oh, she's eating chips. Is she eating chips? Crunch away. Chelsea, I'm a bridesmaid and I'm a cancer. And this is a story about how Stasi pissed herself in the streets of the Upper East Side. Entering. Can I pause? <laughs> I can't. No! <laughs> See, this is a podcast in itself. That's one podcast. Like, that's the entire podcast is that from that the entrance. Do I need a shot? Let's do a shot. No, okay. it's not. We're getting through the I'm like, I'm too sober for this. They're going to hear it on the podcast. You're taking a shot. I'm too sober. Lost my fucking story. I do have a good one. (laughs) Chelsea has the fucking mic. Yeah, I want to hear the fucking pee story. Literally, Tina's like, this is my life every week. I hate that. All right. Drink if. I feel a lot of pressure. We're going again. Do you think she'll have that in? We should just do like an episode right now. Just like ASMR. Just French onion dip and wine. So this is the moment of the Bachelorette. When When Stas realized that she's made a terrible mistake. And we all lost our minds. And that this this podcast will never be completed. Do you think she's pissing herself right now? Probably. She probably has already pissed herself a few times this evening. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Chelsea is eagerly awaiting to tell. To tell. Hey, I interrupted for a good reason. I was just suggesting, Stasi, that it should be a mini episode in itself. A full mini episode of Stasi peeing herself, told by Chelsea. I think the moment has passed. Is this really what it's like? I'm sorry. Wait, we no, I it's gonna be closed by now, honey. Wait, we have bourbon and that's white. why we're at the Safeway parking lot earlier, right? We have the fire, and I'll get us some fucking s'mores in the microwave, girl. But wait, I I have two bottles in my carry-on that I didn't bring down. If I can but, finish my story, I will fetch them. Can, can we finish this story? I want to hear this story. <laughs> the, I have a really big one that involves him. So he needs commentary. David I needs the audience. I by the fire if we all get the Fuck through I just yeah. want to get through it. We're no. going to do s'mores right after Whatever. this. Everyone's just a little confused because we're straying oh, from the itinerary, but we're going to get through it. Oh All right, guys, we're back in three, two, no, one with some fabulous stories about our lovely and bestest bestie, Anastasia, Cynthia, Louise, yes. Nicole, Albert. Yes. Next on the table is Chelsea, one of our bridesmaids. Give it away, girl. Tell your story first. I, my moment isn't here yet. She'll be back in five. <laughs> After some chaotic interruptions, we are back. This is David Michael Bevis, the man of honor of the hour. And I have a fabulous tale of Anastasia, Cynthia, Louise, Nicole Albert. <laughs> so one of the many gigs you do as an actor or actress in New York City, besides auditioning, is the world of catering. So we were both hired on to do a catering gig out in, I don't know, Westchester or New Jersey, but not just like Jersey, like bougie Jersey, like Real Housewives of New Jersey, Jersey. So we arrive in these vans and everyone's hustled out. There must have been a hundred staff members. It was, I think, a bat mitzvah or a birthday party of some sort. We get to the property and it's like MTV Cribs, 
Real Housewives of New Jersey realness. There were flamingos. There were flamingos in the lawn. So we're walking around. Everyone's being assigned their duties. We all sort of break off and we're like, we'll meet back by the like food tent like because they were serving food every 30 minutes. I think we were there for every 30 minute shift when you were only supposed to show up for one. That's another side note. So we get split off. We have our duties assigned to us. Some people are on bar. Some people are on passing. So everyone's doing their gig. It's a hustle bustle, like busy, busy time working your ass off. And every time I see Stasi, like, which is about every like 15, 20 minutes, she's doing a different job, but not one of any sort of real labor. So the first time I run into her, and I'm like hustling around, carrying crates, sweating. She's like literally looking how she stepped onto the bus. Like, oh, I don't know. I'm finding napkins. <laughs> the second time I see her, she's like, oh, I don't know. that This, this guy told me to go find so-and-so. While everyone else is literally hustling around. So then uh, hours pass. We're all busting our ass. There's rumors that Nick Jonas is going to be performing at some point. I don't know. I go into the bathroom, <laughs> open the door, and Stasi's in there with like four cast members, or not cast members, staff members, drinking Moet Shandon, like gagging her tits off while I'm trying to catch a fucking piss, excuse my friends, because I've been working my ass off for the past two hours, and I'm like, Stasi, what are you doing? She's like, honey, you'll never believe me. The owner of the catering company just, like, came up to me and, like, was like, who are you? What What are you doing? And she was like, I don't know. I wasn't really assigned a job, which I'm pr pretty sure she probably was. I don't know, bussing or passing cocktails. And he was like, I don't know who you are, but I just need you to like go around and make the party happen. Like uh, my assistant didn't, sh didn't show up and I just need someone to like have eyes on the event. And I was in the bathroom and I was like, give me a glass of champagne. I, I don't know. So we gagged it out. 30 minutes passed. I had to go back to my job. I didn't know what Stasi had just explained her position was, but I was just going to let her go with the flow, and I'd meet her in the bathroom every 20 for another glass of Moe. We go upstairs, and they announce Nick Jonas is going to be performing. But you couldn't sit. You couldn't watch. You couldn't, like, you know, attend the concert at this bat mitzvah. So we're hustling. We're doing our gig. I go to back into the staff tent. Nick Jonas comes on. I look through the doors. Stasi's up by the stage, dancing with a glass of champagne in her hand while all of us are like in the back, hustling our asses off, just literally being Stas. Because she is the party. She makes the party happen. And the party always follows her wherever she goes. I wanted it to be Moet because I loved it for the story, but it was actually a fucking martini. <laughs> I was on the side of the stage with a martini in hand and I was like, Nick's Jonas. And I'm looking back at all my friends fucking working their ass off. And I was like, yes, <laughs> not working. Oh my gosh. I think we set you up for that. So the party might follow Anastasia, but her bladder control doesn't. So standing outside of a dive bar after a quiet, quote, quiet night out. We part through a crowd of finance bros on the Upper East Side to reach the curbside to hail a taxi. And Stasi announces to me, I have to go to the bathroom. To which I say, Stasi, go back inside. Go back inside the bar that we just paid our tab at. Go back inside the bar we were just in to go relieve yourself, please. And she says, I can hold it. Next thing I know, she's standing in a miniskirt, spread eagle, with her little hand up in the air, hailing a cab. And she looks me in the eyes and holds her gaze and says, Chelsea? And I look up and our eyes lock. And she says, it's happening. And I hear the soft trickle of a fresh flow of urine 
hitting the pavement. <laughs> Flowing down her leg as she stands there in a mini skirt in the middle of summer on the Upper East Side. <laughs> she does not look away and neither do I. She finishes her flow. A taxi cab pulls up. We crawl in. She finds my gaze again. A soft smile. Both hesitant. <laughs> Amused. Embarrassed. Mortified. She reaches down. Shimmies out of her wet underwear. Rolls down the window and throws them out into oncoming traffic. <laughs> and then we woke up in her bed. <laughs> the last and final question that is, when did you know that Douglas was the one for me? Like, when did it happen in our relationship that you felt like you really knew that we were probably going to get married. Like, the proposal would happen, I would be happy, or, like, you knew that it was a good match. So I don't think there was a specific time that I realized Doug was the right one for you or that um, you all were going to make it till the end, I guess. But I think in general, you know, a large portion of your relationship was spent, like, apart from each other. But you always found a way to sort of make it work by putting in the work, calling, cooking dinner over FaceTime or the phone, keeping in touch on a general basis. And there always, there were obviously, there were always like highs and lows with all of those long distance moments. But um, you made it work in the end. And, and, here you are. I, I, yeah, I don't think there was a specific moment, but I think all of the moments put together and all of the work um, brought you to where you are today. And now you're, now you're about to marry him. Your love. Mine is very simple. And I can button it up in the phrase that I repeatedly hear Stasi say. And it is, So I was talking to Doug. And then she continues on with her elaborate web of thoughts and ideas and opinions and perspective. And I started hearing it years ago and I continue to hear it. And I think that is like the comfort phrase. And that's when I realized this man is showing up for her and he's showing up for her in the realm of her love language which is verbal affirmations and talking things out and he sticks in and he's not the most verbose and she always says so I was talking to Doug about it and it is always left with a trail of him being compassionate and understanding and empathetic and challenging her when she needs to be challenged and I just love I have loved and I love any statement that begins with, so I was talking to Doug about it. I didn't know there was never a real moment. I just continued to know with I was talking to Doug about it because in the ways that we have taken care of her as best friends, I finally realized she had a person that was taking care of her in the ways that We've shown up for her as, quote, partners, and then she finally found it in one person. Hmm. Follow up on this vein. The first time I had met Doug, Stoss had forced him to dress like a minion, and <laughs> it was a Halloween party. And I, I was like, damn, this guy's committed. He's dressed as a minion. It's wild. It, it was it was it was fun to see like a guy's coming to visit the show and supporting you to the point where you'll dress up it's like something crazy but I think the really telling thing about a really good relationship is that 
the person doesn't change when their partner comes into the picture. And that's a huge thing when you're doing um, these really intimate shows and Stas became, and I became very close and we have similar family things that we deal with. And when Doug came to visit, it wasn't like I was left out or now it's just her and Doug or whatever is happening is their life. It's a, she understands and which is such a great model for everybody your life and your partner's life has to include everyone around you and it's so true if you have that kind of relationship that's such an amazing foundation to have right so you have this person that you want to share your friends and your family with so i i totally get that and then he dressed like a minion. But again, I was dressed as Lynn Manuel Miranda, so like oh, things were crazy. So minions! I forgot about that Halloween costume. Yeah, I don't. We had to like go to. The, I feel like we went to like the mall in Lancaster to find to find fucking like overalls. <laughs> yes. To find the overalls. You know, I I I am very surprisingly very protective of you, Stas. I know. And I didn't really know this until like years after like uh, years of knowing you dating people when I first met Doug I had my little antenna up of like okay hi who are you nice to meet you yeah Gallo Green you were there just and I've been in kind of stressful situations with the two of you uh, meaning moving (laughs) from uh, 59th street Columbus Circle to Inwood, 207th Street. <laughs> That's a long way. And um, I helped you guys move. And it was just interesting to witness you guys moving together and to see a dynamic of a relationship while moving. And I saw you guys navigating your stress level of being moving houses together and moving in together. And it was just interesting to see the way you guys communicated at that time and to be like, I, I can see that you guys were navigating your relationship as it was happening. It was like seeing you guys move in together. And I really respected Doug because I could see you guys both reacting and like getting stressed and then seeing you guys bring each other back down again from there. That's when I knew that you guys were good for each other because you were able to move across Manhattan and like then like cozy up at home and have, and have your own apartment. It was beautiful. No, it's very true. Yeah, I forgot. I think about it like that. It's nice for me to hear these things. It helps me reassure that I'm hearing. Well, person. because, <laughs> I mean, to be real, it's not all like roses and sunshine he says that at all day. times. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah. And while you are, Stas, at your heart, roses and sunshines at all times, to see things not be that way... And to see Doug be like, okay, I know things aren't good right now, but how do I make Stasi feel okay? And how do I manage my own emotions to make you feel okay? I saw him doing that for you and seeing him react and be like, oh shit, that wasn't good. How do I make you feel good? And I saw him doing that and it was really sweet. <laughs> yeah, he's really fucking patient. <laughs> Not many men could handle you. Babe. No, I'm a lot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I am a lot. No, Doug deals with you. He does. I love that you said that. The the couch, the couch that we got at Housing Works for the first apartment I lived with with Jessica in, we had it. It was beautiful. It is a crate and barrel couch. I I actually bought it, the same couch, and tried to fit it in my elevator in my apartment, and it didn't fit. And so we had to return it to Housing Works. And so, and then pick up a smaller couch from this housing works, which I hated, and took it back to my apartment. And then I walk into Stas's beautiful new apartment, and I was like, "This couch." I was like, "I know this couch." I was like, "Wait, where did you get this? Did you get this from Housing Works?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, 
Bitch, I fucking <laughs> took this couch into my apartment and it didn't fit. I wanted this couch and it didn't work. And I like look at the bottom rim and there's the scratches that I remember making <laughs> of the couch because as we were trying to put it into the elevator to take it up to my apartment, we scratched it and then we were like, will we be able to return it? Because we scratched it and I saw the same scratches and I was I like, this is the same couch. fucking couch. <laughs> it's the same couch. And just a side note on this infamous crate and barrel, gorgeous velour, green, dark sage couch. I had to literally take off the front door of my apartment to get the couch through. The movers were literally, they had given up on me. I was like, this is a $1,500 like crate and barrel, like thrifted couch. It's getting in my apartment. I went over, got my electric screwdriver, took off the door, and then like forced the mover to like literally oh, yeah. shove the couch <laughs> into my apartment. And it's currently living on 75th Street on the Upper West Side. Oh, okay. So my very first memory of Doug is when he came over to my parents' house in Lancaster. And it was during Halloween time. And we gathered a ton of little mini pumpkins. And I thought it would be so cute to, like, decorate them all and, like, glitter and, like, paint. And to have, like, a wine night, pumpkin night of it. And (laughs) Anastasia, I remember telling, like, Anastasia about it and Mandy. And we decided to, like, have, like, a whole night of it. But Anastasia was also like, I want you to meet Doug. Like, this is a guy that I really, really like. And I, I he's something special. I'm like, I want you guys to meet him. And so I was like, okay, like, this sounds like a perfect time to meet him. What better night than craft night pumpkins and glitter and wine? than to meet um, (laughs) Doug. So he comes over and we're doing this. And I mean, first of all, a guy that's like willing to be a part of this like pumpkin craft night with glitter and wine, like, you know, he's the one. Um, So that was like my first impression of Doug. And I just remember like thinking he was amazing. Anyway. Loved the night, and, like, ever since then, like, I just kind of had a feeling that he would be sticking around for a lot more wine and craft nights and everything that Anastasia was into because he just seemed to be on board with everything that she wanted. I love it. (laughs) She goes, I want to have a story time, and everyone else goes, it's time to get fucking First of all... Okay, Saz, the lesson of this podcast is to live in the moment, and this podcast does not have to be perfect. If if it was, if it was, then it wouldn't be a proper bachelorette. So, anyways, anyways, edit this out, but this is a lesson for later, that, like, we're in, we're, we're, we're in the moment, and the moment is, is, is with noise and all of that. The story is still perfect. This is not the story that I'm going to tell for my speech because I don't know. But anyways, yeah, take it. Take it away. So the thing is, Stas has always wanted for our entire friendship, Stas told me the kind of guy that she wanted that checked the, the boxes for her. She wanted a very, very specific thing. And I told her... That doesn't make you happy, Stas. I knew Stas well enough that those things wouldn't actually make her happy. And the fact that Doug checks all the other boxes that she never knew that she wanted filled, he does that. And that's why Doug's the perfect guy for her. And you know what? Embrace the imperfection, Stas. There's going to be background noise because it's your bachelor. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the Universal film Anastasia or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in. Happen. And it's Stassi! The po- Stop trying to make the podcast happen! You can't 